Adrian. Oh, we haven't done this for a hot minute. It's, it's been... good to be pod potting with you again. Oh, it's been a minute. It's it has been, been a minute. A, it's been a minute or it's Several been a minutes. year. I don't know anymore. Right. Look, quarantine time has no unit of measurement. It's it's just infinite. Uh, yeah. So we're <laughs> so today so today we're just gonna we're gonna tell you where we are as a podcast. Yeah. And it's then a minute. It's we'll just tell them up front so they know, so their expectations are We want to set the bar really low. This is a Minnesota. It's going to be a short episode. Calm down. We'll have full-length episodes in about a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, this is so After what? Adult, by the way. I should maybe just say oh, the name shit. of the podcast that we're doing. It's true. This is After <laughs> Adult. I'm Rachel. That's Adrian. Um <laughs> We're, we're and, remembering how to do podcasts in this moment, and live, it's, on air. It's been a minute, and um, we're disbanding our Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the, we have a couple announcements here at the top Jumping. of the uh, top of the episode. Number one. Jumping uh, right in. We're sorry, but also I'm personally really not sorry to announce that we're, we're stopping the Patreon. Um, frankly, like, you know, it's been really fun doing the Patreon, but... To come up with rewards and stuff is, it requires a pretty good amount of time and effort. And I, I, I kind of thought about this individually first before bringing it to Rachel. But we kind of decided that we both feel better just giving our full attention to the actual content of this podcast as opposed to, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to come up with rewards and like different things to motivate people to support the Patreon. When I mean, at the end of the day, really, I. We don't necessarily need to have a Patreon to keep the podcast going. So it made more sense to just retire the Patreon. To be clear, nothing else is going to change. The podcast will exist exactly the same way it always has and the way it existed before the Patreon ever came along. Ha ha! If you're Tricked a, if you're you on Patreon, Discord. <laughs> Tricked you, if Discord. You are a, if you're a Patreon su- supporter who has an undelivered reward you will still get that like there's some people who had stickers that were um still undelivered so you're still going to get your reward if you had joined um during the month of may or june um, but some just know that who, yeah the end of june is the last for it. yeah well yeah we'll still do it mm-hmm. and you have to record straight yeah we'll still do it um but a lot but some of the people on the discord when you made the announcement were like well how can we support you guys and part of the reason we've been um silent is across the country there's been protesting and it's been awesome um but we live in louisville kentucky yeah um now you know we have now you know we didn't know how to how to record without talking about it and a lot of the reason right. why we didn't especially since so much of the focus nationally has been on louisville because we are the city where brianna taylor was murdered by police and david mcatee and was david mcatee yeah by police um and we didn't know how to record without bringing it up also i live in a neighborhood where not to be like, oh, the sound would have been bad, but there were helicopters like pretty consistently for like two or three weeks, and yeah. like 
very small potatoes. I wasn't sleeping well. I was still working like 45 hour, 50 weeks because uh, my normal job, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't do it and also support, do what I could to support Black Lives Matter through monetary and physical donations. Um, yeah. But, like, we've had people who've asked us, now that the Patreon is disbanding, how can we support you? And we would love it if you would redirect that money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're welcome to redirect any... So if you were contributing a certain monthly amount on Patreon, we would super appreciate if you would consider redirecting that funds um, toward the newly formed... This is a brand new organization, just has announced and put up press releases um, with their mission statements and everything just this week... Um, but the, it's the BIPOC, BIPOC Adult Industry Collective, um, and their website is BIPOC-collective.org. Um, so the mission of this organization, it's specifically a collective of professionals in adult film who are black, indigenous, or people of color, and their mission is to end racism and wage discrimination in the porn industry, which if you if you follow me on Twitter, you would have seen me really focusing on those issues and retweeting a lot of people in the porn industry regarding those issues um, over the past couple months because it's really become, it, it, I mean, it's always been an issue in the industry, but it's become something that we are talking about and confronting more directly uh, recently. So, yeah. and, and just for a really short summary of what that means. So for example, you know, it's actually still a pretty common practice for a white female, a white woman in the porn industry to charge a higher rate to have sex with a black man on camera than a white man. And that's solely a product of racism. It has nothing to do with economics or anything else. Um, so one of the demands of the BIPOC adult industry collective is, for example, ending that practice of wage discrimination. And there's they've got a, a great list of demands on the website that you can check out but they're accepting donations and there's also a petition that you can sign um, that will be delivered to all of the news sources like avian and expos as well as um, studios like some of the large studios in the adult industry who have not yet said that they are going to retire those racist practices and we want to force them to do so there you so, go <laughs> yeah so if you I mean, we urge you to do that. Mm -hmm. um, maybe. Yeah, we don't. We don't need your like. Honestly, when it comes down to it, we're the podcast is going to be just fine. It'll continue to exist without Patreon support. So you can do much more meaningful things with those dollars. So please do them. Yeah. Or you know what? If you don't want to donate to them, because maybe I don't know, you don't want to donate to your local uh, bail fund. Fuck yeah, your local yeah. <laughs> uh. You know, so just that's sort of our little mini update about what's going on. Um, if you if you want us to give out more resources or try to connect you to other people who are doing good things, um, mm -hmm. I, we can do that. Just yeah. shoot us. Just shoot us an email. Uh, Adrian, what's your the? Uh, you could just email afteradultblog at gmail dot com, or 
Or you can email Rachel directly now with her super fancy new email. Directly. Because I wasn't sure if we were going to turn the Discord server off or not, because I don't have anything to do with that. And um, so, and I don't know, some people actually did want to talk to me. So I have an email. It's therealrachel at protonmail.com. So, you know, if you want to get in touch hit me up <laughs> i'm pretty hit bad about checking rachel, my personal email mm-hmm. um in general so i would say don't expect anything fast well so if you use twitter what you could do is tweet at after adult pod on twitter mm-hmm. or the real siri ps on twitter tweet one of those because i run those twitter accounts so if you do send Rachel an email, you can then tweet me and say, hey, I emailed Rachel. And then I will personally text Rachel and inform her that she should expect an Please, please, please wait at least 48 hours to do that. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, oh I, please, please wait at least 48 hours from sending your email to do that because I'm a human and have to answer so many emails at my job to begin oh. with. <laughs> people should be able to understand that look if my only fan subscribers can understand that sometimes i need 48 hours to reply to their direct messages like i think people give more leeway to an email you know that's not been my experience <laughs> maybe not in your professional email universe rachel but i know your job can be pretty high stress so that that's that's fair i had, I had yeah. one more announcement before we get into the actual content of this minisode yeah, and then I have an and then I have a not an addendum. Oh, I was just gonna say, and if you're good, and if you're good on the email, maybe I'll start releasing my social media. <laughs> if you're good, like wait, like like just just please. If they're show good that, boys and get just and then they get, just please show that you can like be humans and respect my boundaries. I respect that Adrian does sex work, but I don't. Please don't come yeah. into my DMs asking me for for nudie pics or don't ask me for feet pics. Don't ask me oh God. for any of that. Um, Everyone's welcome to ask me for those things if they first join my OnlyFans and they tip. Yeah. Join Adrian's OnlyFans you can and tip. You don't want to see my feet Leave Rachel alone anyway. foist all that upon me. But also remember, if you're contacting me through OnlyFans, you don't call me Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't had an issue with that in a minute, but I just feel like I need to talk about it every time we're on an episode because well, because then is, people hear difference. you say, and that's Adrian, and right, <laughs> right. Um, also, you don't you don't want to see my you don't want to see my feet. They nasty. I've seen your feet, and I don't completely agree. <laughs> no, but I don't completely disagree either. Ah. <laughs> My feet are nasty. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that jokingly. My feet are fucking gross. When people ask for photos of my feet, I'm like, ew, why? Uh, what the no, <laughs> Go hit up our friend Whitney. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to specifically send Whitney a link to this episode so she can. <laughs> and be like, Whitney, drop has, your... Whitney does have cute feet. I mean, I completely understand uh, it. They're so delicate and petite. I know, and... not like my big boats. Uh, yeah, and 
I found... I have to tell a side story here real quick. So the other day when we went kayaking on my birthday, I those Uh sneakers, the neon pink shoes I was wearing, I had taken the insoles out because I Uh knew they were just going to absorb water and weigh me down. So I took out the insoles and I like left them at the top of the stairs in my house. And this morning I come out of my bedroom and my roommate Sam had like put the insoles right in front, like... They were just sitting around, right? So we, like, fuck with each other when someone does something that's, like, a bad roommate messy thing to do. So he put the fucking insoles just right outside my bedroom door. So I come, I open the door, and I legitimately, my first thought when I looked at these, like, insoles pulled out of the shoes was, what the fuck is this? Why is Sam putting his giant, disgusting, huge boat feet accessories, like, strewn about the house? Because they're so big! I was like, I just immediately saw it and was like, that's not mine. But then I realized, no, that is mine. My feet are that big. Sorry, That's now me. I now I'm looking at my feet and I'm like, ah. I wear a <laughs> size though. ten. My feet are big. <laughs> I wear a size eight to nine, depending on the width, because mm-hmm. I get wide feet. Anyway. Anyway. Don't ask um, me for my. Don't ask me for pictures of them. <laughs> Uh, so my, my short, very quick last little thing I wanted to say, um, for announcements is that, uh, so when we officially restart our next season with full length episodes, we'll be having a new theme song and I'm really, really excited about it. Um, and I actually like literally just did an interview with the musician who created that theme song. Cause he asked me to go on his, um, he has a Patreon and he asked me to do an interview with him on his Patreon. And so I actually, his name is Alex Cameron. Look him up if you have never heard of him. Um, but he's a fantastic musician. And I just, my former college roommate sent me a link to this song that we're going to be using as our new theme song. And so I worked it out with him and his record label and everything to where we actually have the rights to use this song for a theme song now. And I'm very excited about it. But talking to him was actually really fucking cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just super excited about that. And I'll probably post or like tweet a link to his Patreon once he releases that interview that I did with him. Um, are you going to are you going to put a link to the music video in yes, the comments? Are you going to tell what the name of the song is? Uh well the the song is called Far From Born Again, but specifically the reason I chose this to be our new theme song is because the chorus the main lyrics of the chorus are Far From Born Again, she's doing porn again. <laughs> And it could not be more perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but he just wrote this, Alex Cameron wrote this fucking great song that's specifically just about being pro-sex work. And it kind of, it talks about people who do, like, online sex work, about strippers. It talks about escorts. And he just, like, wrote this one song, and it just encompasses a lot of things. And I didn't realize, I think, Rachel, you've seen the music video, right? ages ago when you first told me about when this. i first sent it to you yeah well the music video is like it's a music video but then it's like spliced in with these interview segments with actual sex workers and what i didn't realize is he had done those interviews with sex workers before he ever had the music video like that was a thing he was already doing because he Ooh. was right because he was writing the song and was curious to know more directly about sex workers experiences so he started recording these interviews without really knowing exactly what the end result would be. Um, but that was just super cool to find out kind of the process of how he wrote that song. So it's almost I'm, like I'm when just you're, so excited for it to be our new theme song. Yay. It's almost like when you're creating a piece of media that represents something you don't understand, you should research it first. <gasps> Boom. Which, you know, 
A lot of documentaries about sex work don't seem to have ever done that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's my last little announcement. Mm-hmm. So great. Um, that's all the announcements. And the rest of the episode is going to be dedicated to <laughs> me telling Adrienne about my dad and stepmom learning that she went back to porn again. <laughs> oh my god. Which I, I did not realize that they didn't know this. I thought. I didn't. Remember okay, when so, I told you that I told my parents and you were like, oh, well, my parents will accept you. I thought that that meant that your dad knew I was back in porn. My I know dad, that your dad always knew I was in it in the first place, but he knew I was like, yeah, out of it. Yeah, and that's what I thought too, because my stepsister knew because she mm-hmm. does some stuff with Planned Parenthood. We were trying to connect you with the person who she does mm-hmm. with Planned Parenthood so that you could do like a thing with them. Um, and my brother knew. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, and I assumed that my stepsister, because she can't, she cannot keep a secret to herself. Yeah. To save her life, we determined that. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. She you just assumed she like told her mom, and therefore your stepmom and your dad knew. <laughs> yeah, I think that's but, a fair assumption. So I was telling them something. So I was mentioning something about the podcast in passing. It's a business thing. It don't matter. And um, and my dad was like. Oh, I didn't know she still did that. I was like, yeah, she went back. And he was like, oh, recently? And I was like, no. Like a while ago. Like last year. Like since he's seen me. Like Like before he saw me most recently. Yeah. Yeah. Like before he was like, oh, I didn't know that. How? I guess it's going well. And I was like, yeah, she went back because she made more doing that than she did at her day-to-day job and that's with having to pay like for health insurance and mostly out of pocket for medical stuff Mm -hmm. and like and all of the upkeep that goes into you know business expenses and traveling and and he was like oh he didn't say i wish that that people could see your face when you did that oh Uh, he he was just like very surprised and it but it led to a really interesting discussion i got to explain um fasta and sesta to them i got to tell i i told them about how we spoke how we've been doing some more interviews and like who we've been interviewing Mm um and it was very interesting i said that you were looking for a house and he was like oh really (laughs) I was like, yeah, she already has, like, enough for a good down payment, depending on how expensive the house is. Yeah. And and he was like, wow! So like, it was the, it was the, she could buy a house with this, with this pern money? <laughs> yeah. And we're, yeah, and we're I'll really, leave that in, that's fine. I mean, and I'm you're not really, hiding the fact that I'm gonna get a house. <laughs> I know, and you're really spreading the wealth because you now you're also employing one of our friends who's an accountant. 
yeah. easier accountant <laughs> to help. And like all of a sudden, it's truly, it's truly great. Which is another reason that I feel more comfortable not being super secretive about our location at this point. It's like, I still have my own personal reservations about my, my not safety so much as just my privacy, right? Because there's a difference. Um, mm-hmm. Having my privacy compromised isn't necessarily the same thing as safety. Um, potentially it could be. But I've always been paranoid about stalkers. And when someone knows where I live, that increases more. But also, I feel like it's almost... In some ways, it's neutralized because I have you. Like, my partner is here. Like, everybody that I care about deeply who isn't directly related to me lives in this city. And so we, you and I both together, we have, like, a great support network. So, I mean, if anyone's trying to become a stalker, fuck off. Don't. Stop. <laughs> Don't. Not, Don't. That's weird. Stop. not good. Don't do it. <laughs> Oh, stalking is not okay. But yeah, I love I love being here, and that's why I'm not trying to move out to LA because I don't need to to do porn. Like I can yeah. buy a house here and live in it and just travel when I need to uh-huh. to shoot. It's so and funny. I'm happy there. Like now we can start saying local. Now we can start saying the names of like coffee places. Right? We can say where we get our coffee. Also, I can say I voted for Charles Booker and I fucking hope he beats the shit out of Mitch McConnell. And it's not that I'm saying it because I think he's he's a cool guy from over there. It's because I literally voted for him here where I live. Yeah, I (laughs) voted for him here. Well, not, I didn't vote in person. Did you see that Ariana Grande? I absolutely as well. Did you see that Ariana Grande, like, paid for food trucks for... And like that's coffee amazing. trucks to go to the expo center. Oh, that's yesterday. Fantastic. Yeah. No, truly. I did not see that. Oh. I mean, there were so many things going on about the whole election day because it was such a shit show here. Um, that's yeah. fucking great. But, um, you know, I have a lot of hope for our city. Me too. Um, I'm, I think that, um, I mean, maybe my hope isn't actually based in much because only one of the officers who killed Breonna Taylor has been arrested, and it's probably only because yeah. he these um, two women came forward. Not to, yeah. like, belittle their trauma. They came forward and said that he sexually assaulted them. But they're right. also white women. And, I mean, I guess that's using their privilege for good. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's belittling their trauma to call attention to the fact that that is that is literally the only reason that this particular officer has been arrested. Like, and he was on the review board, or I don't remember what it's called, but it's like the internal review board, um, Mm -hmm. which is nuts. Like this guy who fucking killed a civilian, like not 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 just a civilian, an essential worker. Yeah. We, she, and she was going to continue to be an essential worker because she wanted to become a nurse. Mm-hmm. And she was, and it's... Yeah, so the only reason he's really, truly been arrested is because of the sexual assault allegations. Um, you know, and he's been suspended from performing any duties on the board, on the review board that he was on. 
Um, but this has been news. I mean, one thing that I think I, I listen to when I have to like run errands or whatever, I listen to NPR a lot in the car and I swear to God, every fucking time I turn it on, they are talking about this. So Mm -hmm. I think locally it is still getting a lot of news attention, but nationally as just as we've seen the protests and black lives matter becoming less of a trending topic, I hate even calling it a trending topic. It's fucking dumb, but like it's become less in the national news over the past two weeks. Um, but locally there's still quite a bit of attention given to these issues as should be the case. Yeah. <sighs> and that's why we couldn't, and that's why we couldn't actually, um, record because <laughs> even though we said, even though we said that was only at the top, we can't not talk about it because yeah, it's, it's sort of, it's a very big part of our lives right yeah. now. And well, forever. I've been, yeah, on Twitter, I've been just, like, really, really hammering and, like, retweeting and, like, trying to continue to to remind people about Brianna and that these other fucking cops, the other three police officers still haven't been arrested, like, you know, and I keep, and every time I do that, in the back of my head, I've had this little bit of a selfish concern of, like, oh, well, since I keep hammering in these very specifically Louisville issues, like, Someone's going to just, like, discern that I must have a deeper connection to this city. Um, But then at some point, honestly, it turned into, like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, it's far more important to me that I can vocally actually, like, support these things that are happening locally that are really close to both Mm of us. Um, That's more important to me than just fucking some weird fans across the world not knowing specifically where I live. Mm-hmm. Anyway, donate to the BIPOC Collective. Yes, please and, uh, donate to BIPOC-collective.org. And, you know, Feed the West. Mm-hmm. That's a local and agency here that is feeding... The, that which is, means the West End of Louisville. Yes, which the West End of Louisville. Which a lot of people who aren't from here wouldn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. I was... Uh, because it's a food desert. Um, yeah. It's a food desert and also where um, the zip codes on the West End are probably the highest concentration of of black people and people of color in the city. So yeah. not a coincidence at all that those are the food deserts. Well, it was mostly... Because so, capitalism. And it wasn't. It was also that they closed and limited the hours of the yeah. Kroger that a lot of people shopped at. Anyway, so that's um, that's us. Our, I think this summer, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, we're probably only going to be doing short bursts like this. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we can start resuming full-length episodes as soon as August 1st. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's, I feel like that's whenever we start doing that is when we have the new theme song, right? Because that makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's just when we can start using it because Adrian had to give them a date as part of the negotiations. Dude, I talked to a record label. I signed papers as an official business person. Nice. I licensed a thing. So what I'm saying is like essentially I can be in charge of the entire licensing department of like, you know, a large movie studio. (laughs) Like I could be the one who's licensing all the songs for the next Marvel movie. Because I've done it once, and I know it all. Truly. 
Um, so yeah, that's I I think <laughs> our next mini soda we're gonna talk about um, Ron Jeremy. He was just arrested yesterday. Oh God. Uh, I guess that gives yeah. you a hint of when we're recording this. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to do that one soonish because I have so many. Th- I oof, I don't want to let that news go. To- well, no. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shut up. So, <laughs> so we're gonna record that. Um, and if you have any other topics, I guess you'd like us to talk about during this summer of minisodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us at afteradultblog at gmail.com or email me Yay. at therealrachel at protonmail.com You can email Rachel. Oh, and one more thing. We also have our phone number still. I know we haven't been so great about advertising this off the top of the episode or even the bottom or like literally anywhere inside the entire episode. Um, but our I phone forgot. Number... <laughs> I know. Well, we got one from someone yesterday. Oh! Um, should I play it? Do we? Should we do it real quick? I mean, I guess as long as you screened it, I don't know. Like, oh, I did already. One? Yeah, oh, okay, cool, cool, it's cool, not cool, weird. Cool. Okay. Well, so our phone number, if you want to call and ask us a question to for us to answer on a future episode, is eight one eight four five seven six five three five. Um, it's like a Google Voice number, so you're not going to actually talk to a human. It goes straight to voicemail. I have it set that way, just in case you're wondering. Um, so yeah, again, it's eight one eight four five seven six five three five. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and play this voicemail we got. Hey, this is Sterling. Um, just trying to keep it brief, but I'm just curious, I'm just curious to think, um, sorry, just wanted to ask, what is probably the worst case of toxic masculinity that you have ever encountered in the industry by chance, whether that's from producers, um, uh, performers or just any any anybody who's male basically in the industry um also just want to say you know enjoying the show it has kind of helped me out during this whole pandemic thing i've really enjoyed listening to <laughs> pretty much ugh, sorry i'm getting giddy uh just saying i'm enjoy, enjoying the show so um thank you and by the way happy birthday thanks Aw. Aw. When did he leave this? Oh, he left that voicemail literally on my birthday. Thank you, oh, Sterling. Nice. That was cute. Sterling, you're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You were flustered, but it's fine. We all, we all, that, leaving voicemails is the worst fucking experience on earth. I swear to God, I hate it's it. so bad. Um, uh, so I guess we can each answer that real quick. I mean, my industry is, I'm just going to change that from industry to, to life. My life. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, oh my God. What is the word? Uh, I think, I think uh, probably the worst case of toxic masculinity that I've personally experienced in my life is actually working in my industry. Um, My industry is like pretty traditionally male driven um the jobs that are done by women are seen as like lesser than Mm. um it's sort of like how i'm i'm not in education but a lot of educators the teachers are women and the men in administrative and upper position are yeah they're men those are the roles or like how um nursing is 
has a lot more women in the field, but like doctors are traditionally seen as men. Um, so again, I'm also not a nurse. I don't have the (laughs) stomach for that. So I get a lot. So I get a lot of people like throughout, I've been working in this industry on and off since 2014. I only took like a year off. Um, I get a lot of people who are telling me that I'm wrong. Um, or like, or, or they just, you know, they just explain it, explain why I'm wrong to me. Um, and then I have to explain why I'm right. Right. Uh, actually it actually, I take, I take all that back. I mean, that's true. Um, the worst case of toxic masculinity was the year off that I took. Um, I had a boss who was, I switched jobs, switched industries, went to something totally different. I had a boss who a hundred percent like told one of my coworkers, he was the only male in our group, in like our little work group. Um, he was the only other male and told, and in our, in the job I was working, it was like a split shift, um, which just means that you work like 12 hours on and 12 hours off and you can either be working at night or during the day. So, mm-hmm. and we were just setting up our area and we had a TV up so that we could have the news on, um, cause it could affect our day to day, but no one could find the remote. And so no one thought that we should just turn the TV off until we have a remote and we can change the channel of the news. We shouldn't just play TNT nonstop. <laughs> um, no, it didn't occur to a single fucking person. Um, so, so, um, so my coworker who was male was in there. Charmed was on cause it was seven in the morning. Um, and, <laughs> And mm, nothing like some at seven AM. And my manager at the time came in and um and you know, some of the outfits they have are like they show skin. It's risque. Mm-hmm. I actually knew exactly what era of charm it was because I was a big fan. Um, but she it was obviously during the Paige era because it was Paige was wearing a baby blue like pleather dress. I, my coworker, when I said this to you, was like, you're losing focus. And I was like, I'm sorry, Charmed was very formative. Um, and <laughs> my boss looks at this and then looks at my boss, or looks at not, my boss looks at my coworker and is like, women dress like that and wonder why they get raped. And he said this Your to boss. Yeah, my boss said this to my coworker because he was a man and fully expected him to co-sign this. Um but my coworker is not like that. Um, and uh and so he didn't. He actually went like pretty quick to like we all pretty quick went to HR and that guy's still there. The boss. We is still all there. left. Yeah, we all left. Yeah. But he's still there. Because I and remember as far you as telling I know. me the story when it happened, and it was very. It was like kind of right after that you left that job, and I just remember you telling me that story, and I was just like my jaw was on the floor. Yeah. Um, and this that's and, ugh, so gross. Yeah, this guy was so bad. That whole 
office environment was so bad. Um, but yeah, that was, that's probably actually the worst um, experience I've had is because I had to know that this man who didn't really have a huge respect for social space. Like if, like if we had a question and he needed to check something, he would just come, he would wheel his chair like right up next to you or lean over you. The, yeah. The, um, the classic boss leaning over your shoulder. Ugh. Like I had to know that this man thought that and, um, and yeah. Nope. Twas bad. I'm glad you are not there anymore. Oh, same. So fucking toxic and gross. You. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I'm not there. What's been your most toxic experience in um, the actual industry that Sterling was referring the to? The porn industry? Yeah. Mine is, mine is probably... A, anyone who's listening who's like a fan and, and had, you know, listened to the all the podcast and... It's probably fairly easy to guess for me what it is. Um, Are you saying Sterling's not a true fan? He just said we're getting no. He asked the a fantastic question. Life. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think the assumption is that I probably would have encountered so much toxic masculinity in porn. Like, how do you quantify the amount of toxic masculinity I've encountered? Because porn is r- rife with it. Um, but for me, it's very clear which particular set of interactions are at the top of that pile. And that's my former agent, Derek Hay, uh, who ran uh, L.A. Direct Models, which is where I was at, at the very beginning of my porn career. Um, so this guy used to be my agent. So he's uh, been in a lawsuit for like over a year now um, with the labor board in California because five women who initially were identified as Jane Doe's because they wanted to remain anonymous, had accused him of a variety of um, bad labor practices that go directly against the, the, I don't remember what the terminology is, but essentially, like, he's, for 25 years, been doing shit that people who are licensed talent agents in California are literally, by the book, not allowed to do, on top of rape and sexual assault allegations. Um, So... Just in the past week, he was actually found guilty in that case, which is fantastic. Yeah. So I don't have any specific, like, let me tell you this story about how shitty this man is that I want to go over. If you listen to the all the episodes of the podcast, I bring him up once in a while, and it's clear that he's a piece of shit person. Um, but mainly he, to me, he represents the old porn industry that we are now, like, the younger generation... Uh, is getting the fuck out of of there. We are canceling these people. Like, you know, I've also talked about how I'm not hugely into cancel culture. Um, but some people deserve it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't necessarily think that, hey, this person is canceled. They're worthless. They should die. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I think in an industry that requires an understanding of consent in sexual scenarios. If a person repeatedly proves they're not capable of obtaining consent or they simply don't give a shit, then they should not have a place in this industry, period. And he's one of those people. So I'm quite happy to see that he's been found guilty as far as the labor board issues go. Um, 
but that's all he also said that he's going to appeal it so like we still don't know it's not the end of that story um as it stands he's just been ordered to like pay the legal fees of all the people who sued him as well as their lawyer um so he's at least having to pay a whole lot of money to attempt to rectify all of the ways that he's fucked with other people's lives um but yeah i don't need to go into detail just this this guy is just ultimate porn industry trash He's never respected women. He's taken every possible opportunity to prey on women, especially very young women who are like 18-year-olds who are fresh to the porn industry. Um, he's toxic all around. Gross. And he's he's one of many, unfortunately. There's been a new Me Too era kind of happening over the past month in the porn industry, so there are a lot of names that have come out as abusers and um, extremely problematic men. And we'll talk about it more in our yeah, next Yeah, we'll talk episode. about it more because we do want this to be a Minnesota, so I'm not going to, yeah, like, which just go goes to show, Which just goes to show how good we are at keeping things short. It's over 40 minutes at this we point. We can do it sometimes. No, Look. I said, I think we did it. I think we did very poorly, actually. <laughs> We're okay, Rachel. It's fine. This can be, a 40 minute can be a mini. That's when a when a regular length is an an hour twenty, a forty can be a mini. That's true. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love you. Check out the links that we'll have in the show notes. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter Yay. at After Adult. Follow Adrian at yes. um, the real. C- I don't know your. Handles. My Instagram is the real dot ps, and my Twitter is the real ps. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, email me at therealrachel at protonmail.com <laughs> I love that alright um, thanks for listening y'all we'll have some full length episodes for you within the next six weeks or something over six yeah yeah next six, six weeks, weeks from yeah. now there may yeah. be another Minnesota before then you'll just have to wait and see <laughs> bye bye